0: You are All right, now we got two lines. Hey, yeah, it's working. Those That's stuff. probably better. Nah, probably not.
1: Oh, uh, I kind of want an episode of the Bad Gamecast now, where like Jason is just shouting from across the room, you know, like you used to do.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to the Bad Gamecast. This is Jake. I'm Jason. And I'm Elsa.
2: And this time we played Spyro, Enter the Dragonfly. Yeah, Jason, I was just waiting for you to take a drink
0: before I said anything. That's what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> so, Spyro, Enter the Dragonfly.
2: Right, Spyro, the enter, oh. enter the Dragonfly. The, uh, fucking, let me pull up my notes on this one. Let's see. Released November 2002. Developed by Check Six Games and Equinox Digital. Oh, also Backbone Entertainment. Man, who wrote these notes? Uh, published by Universal Interactive of Indie Games. And Konami, released for the PS2 and GameCube.
1: Fucking Konami, what? Yeah. Sure, why not? Right? Uh, But you'll notice in these list of names that Insomniac is nowhere to be found. This is the first Spyro game that was made after uh, Insomniac departed from the series and decided, you know what, we want to go make something different. And there was the PS2 era, so they went and made Ratchet & Clank while this piece of shit was being pumped out
0: yeah um, yeah it, it was an interesting uh, which if people are into video game history they get to now hear about this because um, <laughs> there's the parallels between insomniac and naughty dog as they yep. both created these like 3d kind of platformy games on the ps1 it was crash and Spyro yeah and then when the ps2 came out they both just moved on. However, neither of them actually owned the IP for the thing they made. Huh. So they both moved on, uh, Naughty Dog to Jack and Daxter, Insomniac to Ratchet and Clank. Again, uh, still doing uh, kind of a third-person 3D with jumping and stuff, but both adding kind of more combat and shooting elements. But both, <sighs> but both their old IPs were then well-received... And so they lurched forward being made by someone else and um, ruined.
1: A zombified husk of their former selves. Yeah, um, I was just going to say that the um, the growing up of Naughty Dog in Insomniac was like, first we'll make a platformer, then we'll make a platformer with shooting, and then we'll make shooting. That <laughs> is the natural evolution of game developers, apparently. But yeah, both series Crash and Spyro were bankrolled by Universal and just they took the IP and said, "Go make this game, random ass developer we've never heard of. Press us the money button on the money tree, because that's how money trees work."
2: That is how it do. Yeah, you make video games, right? Yeah, I, all the time. <laughs> Here's a Spyro. Go make a Spyro.
1: Also, you have ten months. I don't know. It was it was something like a year of development time.
2: Was it really?
1: I don't know, but it feels I I'm. I'm, I looked up... No, it was two years between Spyro 3 and Spyro 4. So <laughs> there was probably a bit of Passover, you know, between the two. Uh, so it couldn't have been more than, you know, 16, 18 months of total development time.
0: Yeah, for a studio that hadn't worked on the series before.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> I mean, having played
2: it, if you were to tell me that the uh, company over the span of several months had everyone come in on a weekend and just churn this out i'd have bought that because uh yeah
1: no that's fair
0: <laughs> Who be? oh am i telling you the plot uh. i
1: mean i i guess if nobody has encountered a spyro game before it's a collectathon 3d platformer um if you ever played a 3d mario game or a banjo kazooie game you're running around like a bunch of worlds and trying to collect a thing so you can unlock more worlds to collect more things and that's pretty much the premise and we'll talk about like the actual controls and shit later because they're dog water
0: yeah one thing to note which I it just uh, Spyro I think it was in the second one early on they definitely uh, introduced like these little sub side games so it's full of mini games I believe as it well. was the second one mm.
2: yep so, yeah, that's we'll get
0: to we'll those
1: too. Talk about more, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Because I've never, like, I, I haven't played the series. I had a demo disc, uh, which had, uh, I don't know, uh, five or so games on it. It was just, like the first Spyro yeah. level. That's all I've ever played of Spyro. So, like, I was familiar with the Dragon Breath kind of glidey bullshit, get the gems or what have you. And, like, that was basically it, but I was just figured it was 3D action platformer, one of those
0: mostly, yeah, yeah. So, this one, the plot is, <laughs> as much plot as there is, uh, right. Ripto, the ba- main bad guy from, like, the series, is back. Uh, oh, he's, no. He's <laughs> this weird wizard rhino man.
2: He's a dinosaur with a magic
0: stick? Yeah. He, he's uh, a dinosaur. And um, he he realized that attacking all the dragons wasn't the way to go. Instead, he will take the dragonflies. Because for unexplored and uninteresting lore reasons, dragonflies help give dragons their power. Sure. Yeah.
2: Do, but what? Wait. That doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> no, it does not. Also, well, I clearly wasn't paying attention during the opening cin- cinematic.
0: Yeah. So the it, it's basically, it's built on the, to have you have a set amount of hits. Yeah. The, the game mechanic was always you had a dragonfly sprite, who would take the damage for you, and that's like that was
2: your health bar indication. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that is like canonically, dragonflies like your dragon has a dragonfly companion, and they are basically their shield.
2: Okay,
1: get down, Mr. President. Yeah, and so
0: that he's <laughs> the... like, if I take all the dragonflies, then uh, you know the dragons will be unable to d- protect themselves, other than being literal dragons, other than
2: still being dragons. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was his plan take the dragonflies, cripple the dragons. Uh, then you go get the, oh, his spell fails and the dragonflies are scattered throughout the world instead of, you know, him kidnapping them. So it's a race. It's not a race. He doesn't do anything. Uh, it's just you have to go collect the dragonflies. And you have to help the townsfolk along the way. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, then you collect all the dragonflies and you beat up Ripto and that's <laughs> it. There's there's no important yep. story beat in there. That's that's it. There
1: <sighs> I mean, do we want to talk about, like, I don't know, the realms that you go through? Because there's, like, no... I mean, I know the answer to this. No, we fucking don't. But...
2: uh, We should. There's, like,
1: no coherent thread. We should. Just to pad this shit out.
2: Hold on. You mean to tell me there's no, like, connecting thread between Dragonfly Dojo and Crop Circle County? They're, like, the same
0: place.
1: (laughs) They're basically neighbors.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so... It, uh, especially in terms of a development standpoint, it feels like they were, all right, we need to make so many levels. They chose nine, which feels really not like a lot. Well, it's not. It doesn't. <laughs> and also, they're not very big. And then they built them all separately because <laughs> there is almost no connecting tissue here. They, well, no. Uh, Go on.
1: want to say that they have, like, a few of them have like raceway levels although those aren't really relevant to the main levels that they're in uh no no you're right you're right when you write you write
0: yeah so they split up they all developed their levels and then they cobbled them all together and that was the game well yeah because you've got breath
2: powers as uh, unlockables that you get as you progress through but at no point do you really need any of the previous ones to progress forward besides getting through a gate, which you can glitch through because it's built well? Yeah. Yeah! So,
0: <laughs> wait, what was I talking about?
2: <laughs> uh, levels.
1: Dragon Dojo. It's the first it's level. the first level you go to.
0: Well, you start out in the tutorial level, and it was funny watching Jake play the tutorial level. Yeah. He was trying to just figure out, because he hasn't played any Spiral games, so... Yeah, so, like, I'm
2: running around trying to figure out where it is you're supposed to go, and then there's, like, a, let's say, dragon-looking dragon being like, oh, uh, you gotta get the dragonfly and get to the dojo. And I'm like, all right, that's fine, right? So uh, I'm wandering around, and I see an actual Muppet flapping its jaw at me going,
0: hey, Spyro, we can jump over here! That's Hunter, by the way.
2: Yeah, okay, so there's uh fucking cheat up it and I'd follow him and then like at the beginning I see this weird caterpillar thing and I I try and smack into it because that's what you do right like you hit the sheep and you eat them but it doesn't hit and I go oh that's a dragonfly it doesn't look like a dragonfly because it's got a weird puppet face and a puppet body and I would never have guessed that it was a dragonfly but apparently that's what the fuck it is I'm supposed to be getting and that was my entire time with this game
0: <laughs> good episode uh, <laughs> 10 out of 10 yeah so you go to the dragon dojo it's dojo themed
1: mildly racist
0: yeah yeah is it like
1: I don't know uh, (laughs) what accents the voice director told uh, the dragons to put on yeah okay (laughs) yep
0: yeah, it, the, the actual, like, it being a dojo isn't the racist part. <laughs> it's when the dragons no. start leaning into the, ah, and you're like, oh, please, no. <laughs> we don't have to do this. Yeah.
2: I did like how the uh, dragonflies, the ones, as I was, this is the only time I ever paid attention to the names, were, like, um Jackie, or um Yojimbo, Yojimbo, or uh, Toshiro Yagi. Unagi. And I was like, oh, it's got to be, like, Toshiro Mifune, right? Like, we're yeah. just doing action movies.
1: Yeah, and I didn't hate that because Spyro, like even from the first game, all the dragons that you uh, rescued had themed names based on the world you were in, so that's whatever.
0: I did find it funny because like they would stay on theme for stuff and then like veer hard away from it at times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas like not skipping ahead too far there's a level where you start getting like philosophers. Yep. And then like it'll be like philosopher, philosopher, philosopher and then just like you found Ted, <laughs> and you're like, "What?
2: Yeah, <laughs> what? You know the famous philosopher Ted, Ted Danson. Yeah, obviously.
0: <laughs> it's a dojo level. You get, do you get the lightning breath there to immediately unlock the next area? Yes. 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 Yeah. So you get lightning breath. You unlock the next area. Uh, <laughs> you unlock the best breath. <laughs> yeah, and then that leads you to. So I don't know how many like each world you need so many dragonflies to unlock yep oh yeah 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 but like because i knew that was a thing i tried to make sure to get as many as i could fairly early on so like i didn't run into too many problems until the very end
1: (laughs) right i got gated twice and it was at the end
2: yeah uh, I did a couple times because I was just playing through and I would get whatever dragon supplies th- I could. Yeah. But most of the time I would just like hop on platform to go to next area and just go to next area. Like There was a few times where I was like I'd be one or two short or like uh at the very end when you meet the mouse professor and he's like oh, you need 65 and yep. I'm like yeah, I'm not even fucking close to that.
0: It is the last level. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so this area, there's three levels. There's the water level, uh, which you get on the greatest animated boat I have ever seen. Uh, Luau Island. Uh, no, seriously, the you, you jump on it, and the transition between going to the island, I don't know how to explain how bad this is. So basically, the boat doesn't move, and like the scenery and water spin underneath you. Yeah. Uh, at least on the GameCube version, the water isn't properly fully rendered. So it's actually just like a square <laughs> of water with points oh. that you watch spin around. And you literally see the corners of the water spinning. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to make a Futurama joke, but no. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it it's horrible looking. It looks slightly maximum better on the effort. <laughs> Yeah, so you oh, save. Oh, that's
1: saying something because this game looks like shit on the PS2. Oh, Go on.
0: It is bad on GameCube. You save the pig people from being eaten on Luau Island. Was oh, is that what their problem was? Yeah, I know <laughs> one. You
1: say that with such disdain.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: that was their problem. They didn't want to die. Whatever, they're fucking pigs. One of them was named Bacon. That was the only one. Like, I looked at his name. I was like, ha, it's funny. He's a pig. <laughs> And then immediately mash through
0: any dialogue. I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. (laughs) It is an amusing world where Spyro has all these, like, anthropomorphic animals, and then people. Actual, factual people. (laughs) Because the other level here is crop circle farms. Yep. With Billy Bob and Jim Bob and uh, other caricatures of farm people. Yeah. Squat Muppet farm people. Yeah. And they have a farm of cows. You say
1: they look like humans, but... uh... (laughs) They, they they certainly do not look like humans. <laughs>
0: no, but they're implied humans. Are
2: they? Because, like, <laughs> you get on a spaceship and then leave the planet. Yeah, that tracks. And, like, there was one spot as I was playing where in the skybox there was two Earths. Mm-hmm. So, like, is it supposed to still be on Earth? Because where the fuck am I now? <laughs> well, that's where the space cows come from. Space? Yeah. Space Earth?
0: Space Australia. Yeah, uh, you, you they the the problem there is their cows are trapped. And so you do a lap around the level and then you bust the lock from and that that's it. But Riven what about shit. What about the space cows? Oh, they have UFOs where they try to abduct the regular earth cows. But what about the space riptocks? Oh, those are just talks <laughs> from space. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> this is a fucking where, are we on some Eggman shit all over again? Like how's he got the resources to have fucking a space force? Oh, he doesn't. We can't figure out how fucking
0: dragons work. Like whatever. It's
2: blah, 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 blah. Uh
0: the other level here which I couldn't unlock initially takes like 45 something dragonflies is the uh honey farm, honey marsh, yeah. Yeah. It's um giant oh, bees yeah. and and uh, honey that hurts you if you fall into it. Yeah. Would you like bounce Marvel off him of, like it's lava?
2: <laughs> I was hoping that Pyro was gonna go though,
0: <laughs>
2: like Mario did. <laughs> but alas, they didn't pay Tom Kenny for that.
1: I don't think they paid anybody for this game.
0: <laughs> that feels right. Uh, back in the main area, there is a level you can unlock for twenty four or twenty five. Twenty five, and that's the Dream Realm, Cloud Nine. Yeah, where um, I don't know what animal this Muppet's supposed to be. A bear. Uh, He was dreaming. teddy bear. The Riptox invaded his dreams? Yeah. Okay. His name is Pudgy, and he's
2: wearing pajamas, and he's adorable. I won't have you talk smack about Pudgy. And you have to restart the dream
0: machines. he do be dumb as hell, though. (laughs) Or something. I don't know. And then you, you do that. You turn on the machines with lightning breath, and you win. What did you win? A dragonfly, which is always weird. Like, anytime you do something for someone, they're like... Thanks, Spyro. You really saved us. Anyway, here's this dragonfly I found. Yeah.
2: Which, like, is a complaint I have about this game, but we can circle back around to that. No, no. Go now. now. Okay. So uh, the entire game is you have to collect these dragonflies, which Spyro, being the only competent creature around, is actually trying to stop Ripto and his bullshit. So everyone knows he's after these dragonflies. And they hand them out like prizes, "Oh yeah, I found this thing, yeah, I figured you'd want it." Or you have to like use your stupid fucking bubble breath, which is a whole other fucking problem, to get these dragonflies right. And half the time they just run away from you, which like, why are you running? Why are you running? What are, Where are you going to? Do you not want to come back with Spyro? Uh.
0: <laughs>
2: Two things there. If they don't want to join the dragons, why is Spyro chasing them? And if they do, why are they
0: running away? Are well, we they the needed baddies? to run away as a game mechanic. But they they didn't have to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> you're trying to apply logic to a game that was literally shout out to be just a money grab. Nobody tried. Jake, no, no one I, tried.
2: I know. I, I've experienced their finished product here. I'm just like, this is what I was
0: wondering while playing. So then uh, once you get the... Ice Breath, you unlock the next area, which has uh, the last three levels. Ice World. Uh, Monkey Monastery. Yeah. Oh, God, the monkeys. I hate them (laughs) so much. We're nonviolent. They say every single time you talk to a monkey. Yeah, they're monks. Yeah, we're pacifists. We're nonviolent. Anyway, that's our turret over there. You should use it to shoot some riptocks. They used it to clear the snow, they said.
1: (laughs) Or have snowball fights. Yeah. With the turret. (laughs)
0: <laughs> with a turret.
2: We're pacifists anyway. Can you go kill these riptocks? Yeah. Wait, what? The
0: uh, They're really clogging up our air. <laughs> what? So anyway, that's the monkey monastery that you, you clear out the riptocks because that's what the monks want, but they can't because they're pacifists, but they want you to kill everyone. Hey, the blood's not on their hands that way. It's not typically how that works. It's on their conscience, sure, but it's not on their hands, Jason. <laughs> uh, then you have... I don't even know what the Thief Zone is called. Just thieves Den. Oh, it's the thieves Den. Yeah, the Riptock wizards invaded and are turning the gemeralds into creatures. Oh my god, the fucking wizards. Yeah, they're a bad mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah at some they're point really you unlock... Terrible.
2: <laughs> yeah, they are. At some point you unlock the wing shield, and this is the only place that you use it.
1: Yeah. Wow! <laughs> The wing shield, which is used to reflect projectiles back at enemies, and they make a note of saying some enemies, specifically these wizards, are immune to your breath attacks, so you have to use their own attacks against them. Except when the projectile comes and hits Spyro, it just careens off in a random direction if you use the shield, so you have to, like, hope you position yourself correctly. Like, I didn't... I couldn't find a consistent way to uh, do the, the shield bounce. Uh, to the point where I just gave up, and it's like, I'm not getting this dragonfly. Well, just, just fucking if you're stolen too close, forever.
2: Uh it when they shoot, it bounces back towards the camera, just away. It, you have to be like a certain distance away. Uh, and then I found that if you would spin Spyro like you're trying to hit a baseball, and by which I mean if you're fucking lucky because there's no way to aim this piece of shit, it hit him.
0: It, it does, I don't know how it decides, but it does have a it decides how it deflects yeah so if you just hold wing shield you can rotate spyro slowly and every time the projectile hits you it you can slowly aim it to go to the right place
1: see i did that and then like it's like aha i have gotten it to go back at the dude but then it like went through the dude or over his head or well, something yeah. like that i'm like
0: collision detection in this game is uh truly dog shit
1: <laughs> oh it's real bad <laughs>
0: an idea that best, is the and... largest
1: part of my notes
0: <laughs> yeah uh, and then finally the last level uh, as Jake said the mouse scientist um, takes you back in time to Jurassic Park yep, it's Jurassic Jungle it's dinosaur Riptox.
2: which is weird because they're already dinosaurs
0: yeah right yeah but there's also Terminator 2 Riptox. yeah what the fuck was up with those ones <laughs> <laughs> they're Terminator 2 Riptox. that's it they had an idea. They put it in the game. Right. Because the uh, scientist
2: says, oh, yeah, like, uh, so you've got the caveman talks but we've also got the, like, cybernetic T-Rex 9000s for funsies. Yeah. That are made of nanomachines. And Spryo's like, why? And they're like, you know, science reasons. Why do I have to explain this to you? Obviously. Look at him. It's fucking cool. Yeah, Aren't they wrecking your shit? Yeah, it's a real problem. You should stop them. What?
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Get to it, Aaron boy. And then once you've collected enough dragonflies, uh, back in the main area, there's a portal in the ground that you can jump in. (laughs) Is there? Yeah. And then you fight Ripto.
2: So, uh, the final boss fight portal hole in the ground is supposed to open up once you have 70 dragonflies.
0: Oh, is that what the barrier is? Yeah. No
2: idea. Or it's 70% of the game. I'm not sure. I do know. Uh, I had 72 and it didn't open for me. Now, that's not a problem. Like, I beat out the first stage because I didn't get the, like, true ending. Yeah. But it turns out if you do Spyro's ground pound attack just on the grass right off the side of the gate, you just glitch right through the ground and go to the fight anyway.
0: Nice. Yeah. Thanks,
2: speedrun tech. <laughs> I love it. And that's yeah, the whole Yeah, no, uh, for me,
1: <laughs> I, um, my game crashed after uh, beating the final normal level, and I decided, you know what? I'm done because uh, my last save was like right before I'd entered that final level and I wasn't doing that shit twice. And so I watched somebody play the final boss on YouTube. I'm like, yep, that is utterly dog shit.
2: Oh, so I glitched my way into the final boss fight, right? And then he does, he pulls this like ice shield up, then he smacks you a bunch with it as he runs around. All you got to really do is charge him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then in order to get to his next phase, you have to keep damaging him. And I did this for twenty minutes straight because it glitched at this point and wouldn't let like I couldn't do enough damage to him, (laughs) and like I didn't know like if this is how the fight's supposed to go and like it was just grueling needlessly or what, right? So finally after twenty minutes, like I I shut it off, I walk away, like I make some lunch, I come back to it, I go back and he takes three hits. I'm like, oh, are you fucking kidding me?
1: (laughs) Oh, it's giving me some Drake of the Ninety Nine Dragons bullshit. It's like, is this fight supposed to be this long or is it broken?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hooray! Yeah, because this game's broken as hell. Uh, so we could start there. It is a mess. I didn't have this one like crash on me
2: and stop working, but I had all sorts of weird visual glitches where like everything would turn black and green. And like I wasn't sure if like is it the game? Is it the emulator? Is you're talking? You're like, no, nah, it does that. And like, oh, okay, so it's the game. It's not just me. <laughs> Or, like, that shit, right? And had a couple times where it wanted me to do something, but the game would fuck up and it wouldn't let me progress. So i just have to shut down the emulator, start it back up, go back into it again, and then it would work. Uh,
0: within oh, levels, yeah, there are... You go.
1: Had the game crash on me probably three, four times, and every time I lost probably somewhere between five to 15 minutes of gameplay. So I had a lot of, like, re- redoing, like, half a level. And I, I was curious. It was like, "Is this just an emulator problem?" Because I had never used a PS2 emulator before. But um, it sounds like no. That that's
0: just this game. I don't think I ever had it like crash, crash. Just a whole bunch of wonkiness. I had several times where like the there's checkpoints within levels. It's the fairy, and she zaps you. Oh yeah. Um, where like she just wouldn't show up. Like the little yellow sparkles yep. would be there, but she wouldn't load in. Oh.
1: That was so bad. Particularly, it happened to me in one of the later levels where, like, there's a section where I've been dying a lot, and I've been passing this checkpoint that should be a checkpoint, and I'm just like, motherfucker.
0: Yep. Had that happen plenty. And then, uh, as mentioned before, the hit detection is probably one of the biggest problems with this game. Now, plus side, the bad hit detection,
2: and I don't know about your guys' experience, but, like, Worked out in my favor for the normal enemies where, like, I would use a lightning breath because it had the longest like, range and, like, shit would just die out of nowhere, which was awesome. The problem was the dragonflies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You have to hit them with your bubble breath. I don't know how it fires. To this day, I would sit, like, in front of a dragonfly, I hit bubble breath. And, like, there's ones that are stationary as well as ones that run away from you. Mm -hmm. And it would be in front of one of the stationary ones. And it would just bubble through them. And that's it. They wouldn't get captured. I'd have to, like, reposition slightly. What?
2: Uh, Yeah. Well, eventually, I'd started jumping when I would hit the bubble breath. And it was a lot more consistent. So, like, I don't know if it's just, like, you have those times where you're on, like, a different plane like it just shoots under it for no real goddamn reason or over it in some circumstances where I found like if I was moving uh, vertically it would I would hit him more often but it still wasn't consistent but yeah plenty of times are like you'd be chasing a dragonfly and you'd just be spamming that shit and he'd just laugh and go you're like, fuck, I don't even fucking want you, you piece of shit. Or the goddamn stationary one. You're like, why, how can I not hit this? Spyro, Spyro, you're, it's touching your nose, man. What are we doing here?
1: My head's just in my hands because I
2: just. <laughs> you're thinking <laughs> about.
1: bubble breath. No, yeah
2: just like why is it that spyro turns like he's made of depleted uranium which makes all of this so much better
1: <laughs> uh yeah um so we can finally get to like the controls and like the snappiness of the gameplay because uh it's not spyro drives like a tank not a particularly maneuverable tank neither
0: <laughs> yeah but it's really cool because all of the edges no matter how square they look are somehow super rounded and you just <laughs> slide off of them Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, you'll just be standing near an edge and all of a sudden Spyro will just be like halfway down and you're like, wait, what is happening? It's like, well, I'm falling now. Yeah, he weighs as much I as had- a star. <laughs> <laughs> Spyro, the densest object in the universe.
1: <laughs> I had many times where like, I was just gliding from point A to point B because that is part of the core gameplay of Spyro is you will go up high. And then glide to another thing way across the map. And that's how you progress through the levels. Where, like, it'll have you glide past, like, a wall. And sometimes you'll just, you're several Spyro lengths from the wall, and you will bump into that wall because fuck you. Or sometimes you'll just be gliding through the air for too long, and the game goes, you know what? Spyro is tired. And it'll just (laughs) knock you out of the air, and you'll go plummeting to your death. I had a lot more fun when there weren't infinite pits in the first, like, Three levels and then they started having infinite pits and then fuck you I guess go back to the fucking checkpoint that didn't activate so actually you're going back to the second checkpoint behind that have fun doing that shit again
0: I think it was was it in the honey level that it was the worst where like there's parts where you can't get back to land but, yeah. but it's full of honey so you would fall and he would go yow Yeah, and just be bouncing along. And I'm like, just die already. There's (laughs) nowhere for you to go.
1: Oh my God, the fucking stun locking in this game. Uh, When you're hit by an enemy, uh, there's, you know, obviously you take a damage and a damage animation, but the damage animation sometimes is so long that uh, the enemy is just continuously attacking you from like three feet away and just stun locks you, three hits, and then you're dead. I had that happen to me multiple times with projectile firing enemies.
2: Uh, I did too, but it was anything with the laser. So, like, the space cows yep. and then the, like, uh, some of the T-Rexes later. Or they just zap you and you just stand there and take three hits and die. Okay, great. Thanks. But I at least didn't have the checkpointing issue. I thought uh, they were spread weird, but, like, they did not <laughs> not show up for me. Well, they
0: absolutely are spread weird. But, yeah, <laughs> they also sometimes don't show up. Do. Uh, no, the worst for me was the final boss for that stun locking. I don't know how many lives I threw at Ripto as just like he would be like ice attack. And if it hit me once, I was dead because he would just shoot homing ice projectiles. Yeah. It. So it would just go one. uh, stun animation. Two, three.
2: And you're just like, I guess I'm done. Uh, I can tell you uh, because, you know, over uh, 20 minutes, 19. He killed me 19 times. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. And the game like because I was looking at a guide. I was like, how many fucking hits does this asshole take? Oh, you can dodge it. Fuck you can. Nope. <laughs> You do not have the maneuverability to pull that off, my friend. I'm like, it's ice. How come I can't use my stupid wing shield? How come I can't blast it with fire? <laughs> uh, so the mini games. Yeah. Also, hey, oh why God, can't Spyro yeah. fly? Like He
1: can never. Well, it's it's strange, canonically, because like ever since the first game, like there are levels where he can totally fly. Yep. And I don't think it's ever explained. It's like, yeah, he can fly in some places and he can't in other. Maybe it's because of his strange density issues. <laughs> It's insensitive for you to bring this up, Jake. How dare you? Oh well, shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: because one of the mini games is you just fly around. Uh, it's a race and a destroy the objects. Yeah, But each yeah, time, it's a
1: throwback yeah. to Spyro One, where there's like levels where there're eight objective or eight things like fly through eight rings, destroy eight enemies, smash into eight boxes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Go on, Jason.
0: And so yeah, so you're just fly around uh the race ones are always you know you fly through these green rings there's stars that give you a speed boost if you want to come in first you have to hit almost all of the stars the last one you absolutely have to hit it yeah the uh, thieves dead and it's because the the first place enemy uses all the stars as well Mm. they have a slower move speed than you but they hit all the stars so if you watch them they will do the quote-unquote best path
1: Yep.
0: Sure, sure. Each mini game gives you a dragonfly. So it's not like, oh, you can't, you can ignore them. But realistically, one, if you want 100% you have to do them. But even then, like the races are all two dragonflies because it's the race and the objective thing. Yeah. So, like, you do need to go into these areas and probably get some of these dragonflies. And they, they vary in how good they are. So the race ones, again, they're a throwback. They're something that, like, the game has uh, done for a while. They're not, like, the best, but they're fine. Yeah, it's fine. I, th- I think it's a perfectly fine just little thing to break up the monotony.
2: Yeah, because, like, Spyro handles like ass, but by the time you get to the first one, you're kind of used to it. There is uh, tank levels. Mm.
0: The tank is awful.
1: <laughs> the tank is so bad. I noped out at the tank levels, like... I, I maybe did, tried the first one three times, spent maybe a total of 10 minutes there, and said, no, this ain't for me.
0: So the tank is basically you drive through like a level and you shoot the enemies. They try to shoot you. Instead of having a timer, you have a health bar. The tank is incredibly slow. <laughs> Painfully like, slow. Slower than Spyro's regular movement. And I don't mean his, like, he has a charge that lets you run quote unquote fast and then he has a walk which is slow. It is slower than the walk. Yeah. You trudge in this thing. Yeah. Why 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 is there no boost for the tank? I must move so slow. But then also you have to aim your cannon, not just like side to side, but up and down. And the way it handles moving up and down is actually really clunky. Yeah,
2: because it's uh what whatever the buttons are to move it up or down and it's like too quick. Yeah.
1: But and like there are also face buttons instead of using the stick,
2: or like L R R, which rotate the turret left or right. Yeah,
0: you you don't aim using like any of the the joysticks, which you'd think is great for aiming. No, you aim using buttons. Well, the camera controls are backwards, so I wouldn't want that either.
2: <laughs> oh Christ!
1: You know what? No, let's talk about the camera now because fuck <laughs> this camera. This is it. It, it feels strange. You know, taking a step back and playing like a PS2 era game where we're talking about just basic shit like controls or camera or just like a button layout of things because um, the X axis is inverted on the looking controls on the, the stick that does that and not in the way that you would expect. So every time you are trying to move Spyro somewhere and then move the camera so that you can follow naturally. Uh, You're pushing against the way you would naturally think it would go. And so the camera stays in place because it has some sort of auto rotation as Spyro moves. So you are actually, if you don't get used to it, and I never did through the like nine hours that I played this game, I did not get used to the camera. You'd think like after halfway through, I would figure out like, oh, you actually need to like do it against the way that you are
0: moving. It's super weird. Yeah, I'll be real. I got around that by partway through this game, I no longer moved the camera ever. If you hold Y, it goes into this like first-person look-around mode. Mm-hmm. But if you tap Y, it just snaps the camera to behind Spyro. Yep. And so I, I would tried just that. I would just move and then I just tap and Y and just be like didn't work.
2: <laughs> yeah. What else is said? <laughs> 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 uh, because yeah, you could tap triangle and like if he had enough space it would snap to behind him. But if you're in a corridor narrower than, uh, I don't know, the length of an airport, nah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, this was definitely like the first time these developers dealt with handling a camera in the 3D space. There's no other possible explanation because this is clearly the camera work of somebody who had the camera of a 3D game platformer described to them secondhand through letter correspondence <laughs> written in Swahili. And then run through Google Translate three times. And that's how they came to their conclusion that this camera solution would be acceptable.
2: This I fucking
1: hate this camera.
2: This camera is to video games, what grape flavor or purple flavor is to grape. Yeah. <laughs> the idea there, yes. but my God. <laughs> uh, fuck. So minigames, right? So we, uh,
0: where are we at? So we, there's the Race the Tank. The Race the Tank. Uh, it, specifically in the UFO world, there's some UFO based ones. Yeah. Where you uh,
2: shoot a big UFO and you have to gather the cows and move them to a corral. Yeah. And then stage two, they throw an infinite amount of smaller ones that shoot you. So you drop your cows. Yeah. Which uh, I noped out of that one. I think it was the only minigame I didn't do because that was.
1: Oh, did you finish the tank ones?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Why? All right. For the dragonflies. (laughs) That's my question. (laughs) I did the first one, and then I was like, if I ever see a tank, I'm immediately saying no.
2: There's only two of them. Yeah. I mean, they both suck. (laughs) On the second
0: one, I was like, no, I'm good. Deuces. I got enough dragonflies.
1: Yeah, I didn't. There were (laughs) challenge platform levels.
2: Ooh, I didn't do the second one of those either.
0: Which one are those?
2: There's the UFO one where you have to... Hit the thing, so it, like you move towards the rings in the center, and then there's the Jurassic jungle one where you have to climb the tower.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, I also did me to cut you off. Nope, that is
1: exactly what I was going to say.
0: Does the wizard count in those? Where you have to light all of the uh, things with your lightning breath to get to the wizard in the middle?
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, that is the same concept.
0: Jake, looking very confused, <laughs> probably didn't go into this one. <laughs> what? sir yeah it's uh you start and there's like a rotating it's in the thief world and you have to use your lightning breath to light up the pillars there's like oh my god this five and then it flies you out to a middle area that's uh rotating rock formations counter each way definitely have no idea what you're talking about didn't do it so you had to jump back and forth and light all of the pillars and once you did a middle platform descended with a wizard on it that you had to kill That sounds fucking miserable
2: Oh,
1: it's awful. Like, I tried the, the one probably half a dozen times and then noped out because, like, Spyro handles like a ham sandwich with wings.
0: And if you miss, because it's just a pit, you just fall forever and have to restart from the beginning. Uh, there are slides.
1: Oh, yeah, the slides. Oh, yeah. they like, we want to be Super Mario 64.
2: Yeah,
0: they were fine. Yeah, slides are all right. They're slides.
1: Yeah, slides are fun. He's...
2: Except for when Spyro would just randomly move to the right.
1: Oh, yeah. No, the physics on the f- slides were actually factually terrible. Oh, yeah. Like, um,
0: I found that kind of funny. as like you would jump and he would just jump and then like slide slam towards one of the edges. And you're like, where are you going, my guy? Yeah. Huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to the sweet release of death. <laughs> Spyro doesn't want to be here any more than you
0: do. That tracks.
1: There's a concept for a game: the character actively sabotages the controller just to get you to stop fucking playing. <laughs> Somebody's probably made that.
0: Probably. That sounds frustrating as hell. <laughs> uh, there. Sorry, I forgot. Actual factual war crimes mini
2: game. Right, right. The Spyro does a war crime <laughs> where you're Excuse in the airplane. Excuse yourself. Yeah. When you're given a fighter jet, because oh yeah, you know, being a dragon isn't good enough. Well, he can't fly. He can't flap his wings.
0: <laughs> you just have a fighter plane. that It has a machine gun. You get to blow up other
2: airplanes. Yeah. They're
1: buildings.
2: Yeah, because there's the one where it's the Ribtox making, or in their factories, and you have to blow up the factories. Like, well, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah. And then the where you have to take out the uh, battleships which they take so many hits so it was just too many hits is that it is there any more mini games i forgot about the flying one
0: if i racked my brain i could probably think of most of them but i don't care enough (laughs) there might be others i think that's it yeah
2: so
1: the entire point of the mini games is really just like oh the previous games did these except like the original Spyro did not have any sort of games. It was basically a pure platformer. You'd go through the levels, collect the dragons. And then in 2 and 3, they decided, oh, we should add extra games for reasons unbeknownst to anybody. Because the core gameplay, I-, I guess they figured they needed to change the formula. That, that is all I can figure.
0: I, I think they realized that to make a game long, because 2 and 3 are longer than this game, noticeably. Uh, certainly is that to make a game that long, you need to break up the general, just running around grabbing stuff. You need something else. And that's what they came up with, with some of the like flying and that kind of thing. I don't remember there being a slow as dirt tank, but you know, I don't remember two and three that well. (laughs) (laughs) Not saying it's not there. Sure. I was really glad I say, but I only found really later. Um, So there is a, He's an antagonist in two, and then mostly in three uh, is Mr. Moneybags. Okay. Oh, right. And he's in this at the very beginning in the uh, Dragonfly Dojo. You have to pay him like 400 gems to unlock a bridge.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yep. This is a thing that I did in the other games. Sure. Where you had to pay moneybags to unlock new levels. And so it was a second thing that you had to collect where you. Right. It was an him-
1: incentive.
0: Yeah. You might not have enough gems. But if he's not there, you can just ignore them. And you should.
2: Yeah, so, like, I spent... Because he shows up in the Dragonfly Dojo, and you're like, oh, okay, so I gotta give him gems. Oh, okay, so, like, all these gems that I'm just picking up gives me something to spend them on. And then he never shows back up the rest
0: of the game. Yeah. What? Why am I collecting these fucking gems? Ooh, you shouldn't have. The
1: developers literally added this mechanic from a previous game and is like, well, we should do this because the previous game did it and then fucking forgot about it. It's incredible to see in action.
0: And that I mean, that's really how this game feels at every point. It's like, hey, this was in the other Spyros. Make sure it's in there. Like Hunter or um I forget what the rabbit's name is. Oh, the Magic Rabbit. Bianca. Yeah. <laughs> they're in there because they're they're supposed to be. And Hunter like he shows up in some of the mini games, like the mini game where you have to collect manta rays with him. Oh, yeah. What up? Remembered another one. <laughs> uh, and he's just, you know, he's there. But he's also just at the beginning doing the tutorial. Hey, Spyro, did you know you could jump? The whole time. So you can collect, like, all the dragonflies, and he'll still inform you Hey, Spyro, did you know you could jump?
1: <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> It's nice of Spyro to keep friends that have like CTE (laughs) and, you know, support them in their endeavors.
0: Which is funny because so does Spyro. (laughs) If you leave the tutorials on, Sparks will tell you everything all the time. Yeah. Hey, there's a uh, challenge. There's a dragonfly trapped in there. You have to complete the challenge to unlock the dragonfly. Okay, that's in the tutorial area. But then he does it For every single challenge that you come across. And give Spyro shit about it. Yeah, and Spyro's like, what's a challenge? Like, I've done 12 of these. I didn't always
2: get that, so sometimes it was just sparks coming in hot out of nowhere. (laughs) Spyro, you idiot, it's a challenge. What the fuck?
1: (laughs) No one asked you. (laughs) Spyro, it's time to take your meds. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I will say, uh, I was telling Jason this off mic. The one thing I do like about this game is the level design. Because it's kind of compact, how they have it like um, circling back around on itself for the most part. Like I don't think it's fun to navigate, but I think the layout is designed well. That is
1: something that obviously uh, they, you know, Spyros 1 through 3 cultivated this design uh, to have this interweaving sort of level design that you know, goes back and forth and the way that Spyro's movement mechanics, particularly with like the gliding and being able to do like long distance gliding, go up on something tall and then just glide across the level and then you're going like back across the level just from reverse or something. And it's stacked in interesting ways. Um, it's it's honestly more interesting in the original games. They, they tried some here, it's all right.
2: Which I guess leaves us with how good the music is, right Elsa?
1: Oh, yeah. No. Uh, (laughs) If we're speaking about things that are a pale imitation of the original, um, like this, they clearly took the original soundtrack and were trying to uh, expand from it, use the same themes and stuff like that. But I actually pulled up because Spyro 1's soundtrack is pretty infamous and like as a a good soundtrack. Uh, But, you know, they tried to replicate it in a way, and um, it just doesn't have the same drive and complexity, but then again, you know, when you're trying to be Stuart Copeland and can't be Stuart Copeland, eh.
2: Um, I have for the game notes that the
0: composer for this game was Stuart Copeland. He was credited, but that's because it they really? used his work from the uh, previous Spyros. That makes sense. Uh, it was Kenneth Burgomaster and Peter Neff.
1: I was going to say, no way they got him for fucking Spyro 4.
0: No. Negatory. They used some of his previous work that he'd done for the series, uh, which is why he is credited, because they have to credit him for using his work. Uh, But I doubt he did uh, the actual thing.
1: Yes, so this is um, knockoff store brand version Stuart Copeland music that you got here, which isn't bad, but it's not good or compelling either. We have Stuart Copeland at home. Stuart Copeland at home. Spyro 4.
2: <laughs> uh, did i't you guys have anything more to say about it?
0: Uh, no, just the actual factual wrap-up of this is, th- this is bad Spyro. I mean, it Insomniac, uh, you know, how much, who knows, again, turnover is real and who knows how much the original group that was Insomniac, you know, they make games that are Uh, now people quite like I mean they like the original they're one of those developers that is like oh hey fairly respected Um, and this was hey look here's Insomniac's property please make a game like they did and uh, the people who are given it coming up way short Hmm. because they didn't have the previous games like really to build upon they're like oh we know of them maybe they played them but it's not like they actually worked on them. So everything that like Spyro 1, 2, to 3 builds on to try to go somewhere, this tries to imitate and just does worse. <laughs> it's shorter. It's not as interesting. Uh, the animation's bad. It's glitchy. It's a bad time all around.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's what surprised me the most. Like It feels so rushed, and I don't know why... I don't know who was clamoring for uh the next spyro probably people i'm not a fan of 3d platformer collectathons anyway which is why i never played spyro not my cup of tea so going into this like i, I wasn't very hopeful that i was going to enjoy it surprise it's not good it's short ish like it feels longer than it is but is not that basically everything we do but like i also don't like i don't I, who wants this game like because if you like the spyro series you're not going to play this one and I don't know who's collecting for just Spyro. So like,
1: well, that's the thing. You gotta think about um, when this came out because Spyro came out in '98, Spyro 2 came out in '99, Spyro 3 came out in 2000. So three games in three years. Uh, so this is still coming out of an era where like you pump out a sequel every fucking year and you get fucking paid. Obviously, things have changed since then, and we're you know, talking about this 20 years later, uh, God, really 20 years later, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah,
2: You're old now, grandma. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Sparks telling me to take my meds. (laughs) Sorry. I stepped on your feet there. You want to wrap that up?
2: Uh, No, I don't recommend it. (laughs) That's (laughs) You're good. (laughs) The
1: fucking end. Yeah, no, obviously, um, it's it's a game that was made back in 2002 so nobody is actually actively searching out Spyro 4 uh, maybe if you've played the remakes because they recently came out with the trilogy remake uh, recently after seeing the success of the Crash remakes they said hey we'll do Spyro next and they shipped it off to a competent developing house and the Spyro three or 1 through 3 remakes are actually pretty decent but you know uh, after you play those, don't search out number four. Don't emulate it. Obviously, it's a terrible game. Yeah, it's just uh, the start of the decline of a storied franchise. It is interesting too because you asked Jake who wanted this game. Me specifically, and like my household, you know, played all the original Spyro games, played all the original Crash games, and was like, when they made the jump to the PS2, it was like ready for more of that series and then realized that it was being critically panned it was handed off to a new developer and even like in my I don't know 14 year old wisdom I was able to see through the bullshit and it was like mm, I'm gonna go play the games by the original developers that everybody seems to like instead of following the franchise Obviously, I'm sure that there were a number of people who were caught up by just like, oh, yes, Spyro, or somebody's mom was like, I got Jimmy Spyro every year for the last three years, and there's another Spyro, so I'm going to give them my $50. Damn it, Grandma.
0: <laughs> so
1: don't play this game. It's terrible.
0: Uh, well, uh, what do we do now? Well, now, while I <clears throat> get ready for this, because it's going to be... A whole thing yeah. uh we appreciate how um of all the characters sparks doesn't have a voice like they have lines <laughs> like, but but they don't act oh, they, yeah. their whole thing is <laughs> and then it pops up what sparks said every other character actually has voice acting
1: well i wanted spark to have a stately english accent myself
0: yeah well funny you say that <laughs> god i don't even remember <laughs> how I this is going <laughs>
1: setting you up, giving you a segue.
0: Yeah, as I do this really poorly. Not like I've done well the other times, but you know. <laughs> Alright. Let's do this. Oh, God, any? Alright, so obviously this is a Mr. Britt shenanigan. And <laughs> I gotta say, he, he he's going farther and farther. I don't know if he's actually just testing me, because like, <laughs> it was the morning of Saz... Sazerdarn the 17th of December. <laughs> I awoke, trepidation written plainly across my word of the day calendar. <laughs> it was a day I had been dreading. It had been the prior week or more in my sweet set of sweets in my apartments on the Yorkshire Dales. I stood on the balcony, looking out over the landscape as I read the telegram for the 44 and the half-thenth time. <laughs> Its wording couldn't be clearer. I was due to do a duel, with dual opponents. (laughs) The individuals in question had given offence to a personal acquaintance of mine, and though you perhaps may think it chauvinistic or unbearingly white knightish, I had demanded satisfaction on her behalf. Thus there there I was, on the edge of oblivion with naught but the fulfilment of my challenge ahead. Perhaps I should explain the penacious and perplexing puzzle that propelled me in this perilous and penivorous potcom. God, I love alliteration. <laughs> it had all started some weeks after my departure from the port of call. I received an invitation from Lady Gundru- Gundo Nand Backaway to attend a soiree as the guest of honor to her and her late wife. Not dead, you understand. Merely never on time. <laughs> It was to be a diamond tie event with dancing dinner and dead baby jokes. The night passed largely uneventful aside from some truly outrageous chunder dragons and someone, perhaps misunderstanding the slang, putting an actual railroad spike into the punch bowl. This individual was swiftly escorted out of the premises and promptly arrested. (laughs) As the night drew to a close, however, a few of the menfolk had decided to enjoy a few cigars on the terrace. When her ladyship, an avid smoker herself, came to join us, two of my fellows turned their backs and harumphed. Choosing to ignore their little temper tantrum, the lady took a seat and attempted to take a finely crafted stick, but as her fingers reached into the box, Duke Ortruen, the w- to winter snapped the lid, her finger still inside while Sir Bertildurt Cunderbash leered at her, fashioned his hand into a claw-like pose and made a meow sound. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I could not allow this slight to go unrecognized and after getting an approving nod from her ladyship, I reached into the inner left breast pocket of my diamond sequined waistcoat and withdrew a glitter-edged envelope. Opening the envelope, I retrieved my silken challenge glove and slapped the two men across their cheeks in one swift motion. I will not allow this insult to go unanswered, gentlemen. I demand satisfaction on the part of her ladyship and challenge you both to a duel. Answer this summons, lest you spend the remainder of your days being referred to as wet blankets. (laughs) A sudden silence descended among the gathering company. A challenge of such magnitude had not been issued in well over three hours, and the moment (laughs) called for a certain amount of awe. These two men turned to each other to engage in whispered conversation. After a moment, they turned back to me. Kunderbash sneered and proclaimed, You shall never receive our answer, or you shall receive our answer by telegram within a week. So saying, the two of them whipped their travel capes over their shoulders, turned on their heels, and vanished in a puff of smoke. Their timing and symmetry suggested they had rehearsed such an exit ahead of time. I shook my head to clear the images of the whole sordid affair <laughs> The act of doing so steeled my resolve I rang the bell I had on hand to summon my assistant Dickie Wicky. To do so I had to activate a small <laughs> Rube Goldberg machine It would be extremely entertaining to watch this If this was a visual medium <laughs> All the parts connecting But this is a letter And describing such things seems like a waste of time So I shall move on <laughs> Wicky entered the room and stood at attention. You rang, sir. Aye, there, my lad. Today is the day, my boy. It's time for me to put my money where my mouth is. How money 69 notes will be in your sandwich today, sir? He drawled in his commoner <laughs> accent. No, lad, the duel this time. Fetch my trousers at once. No, not those. Those are my needlework trousers. Yes, them. My fighting trousers. So saying, I donned my freshly laundered fighting trousers, grabbed my other dueling acriments, and headed for the car, a classic Audi 90 2100, and drove to my apartment with destiny. To be continued. I best fishes, Lord Confidence Romulus Derek Petrania, 41st Baron of Gallon (laughs) Shields. And that has
2: been the continuing adventures of Lord
0: Britannia. (laughs) So anyway, that happened at you. Uh, It was
1: was a magical adventure. It apparently ended on a cliffhanger, so you got to listen to the next episode to see what happens.
2: Learn pretending, you bastard! And you just leave it right there. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Maybe he dies in the duel, and that's the last letter we get. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to oh, like write wish. up your affairs before you go to the duel? Like, here's my will in case things go bad. Isn't that your seconds' problem?
1: <laughs> Who do you think is delivering this message to us? It's the twist
2: what the tweets
1: <laughs> so what we're saying is that when I need an audiobook produced Jason that I should have you on the short list
0: yeah 100% <laughs> I'm clearly a voice actor <laughs> I put that on my uh, resume now voice actor perfect uh, yeah so <laughs> <laughs> do we have a short question or are we just going to leave it there
2: <laughs> <laughs> do we have a short one so that you could throw under the
0: bus for life <laughs> follow that now, so if you have anything uh, that you want me to read here any questions comments concerns or I guess like seven part 20 part stories uh, email the bad gmail at gmail.com oh, please please more I fucking love those otherwise if you want to get a hold of us the bad game cast and on the uh, all the social medias uh, it's Twitter others <laughs> I say that because we don't even actually have that many social medias uh, we've got a subreddit where we post all the episodes we're on twitch Monday ish through Thursday ish uh, <laughs> timing evening Eastern ish you know how it goes uh, we have a discord if you want to join there and then our actual factual supporters over on patreon you uh really like what we do here you can support us patreon.com forward slash the bad gamecast. Uh, does the thing
2: yes thank you to all of our patreon supporters you guys are the fucking bestest uh we've got who's our sonic tears
0: uh well we've got uh x biz kits do we read all of them because that could get long and then sky so not long at the moment <laughs> <laughs> yep Uh, Special shout out to our Sonic tier patrons, X Biscuits and Sky.
1: We like you more than in Spyro Four.
0: That is not a high bar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Well, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jake Prey. You
1: can find me on Twitter at Freya Faust. It's my pen name, and I write books. If you're looking for an urban fantasy series to sink your teeth into, uh, I got the Burke Misadventures. It's got Stray Dogs and Guard Dogs, a pair of books right now. I'm working on the third one right now. Uh, it's out in ebook form, paperback. And the first book, uh, Stray Dogs, is available via audiobook if you like listening to things. And I know you do because I can hear you right now. What? That makes no sense. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, well, for the bad game cast, I've been a puppet in a cornfield.
0: I'm a pacifist monkey.
1: And I am a ham fisted cash grab. Cash Crab or Cash Crab? You decide.
2: Ham Crab? God, I'm hungry. Cash Crab? (laughs) Crab, Crab, Crab.
1: crab. (laughs) Cash Crab. Mostly I pinch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, Jake, that's the idea. We're gonna make a game, it's called Cash Crab. Perfect. Yes, it is just a Cash Crab.
2: Dollar a pinch?
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Terrible.